It's Exodus chapter 17, verses 10 to 13. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat thereon. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on the one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Joan. Let's pray together. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So picture this. Foggy London town. Lots of singing and dancing and lots of fun. In the midst of the singing and the dancing and the fun, there's a family. A family that's hurting. See, their wife and mother passed away just not even a year ago. And dad, man, he's trying his best, but things are falling apart all around him. He doesn't know how to cope. His sister's trying to help, but in the midst of the chaos, things are just getting bigger and scarier and more and more hopeless. But the good news for this particular family is that they are Jane and Michael Banks. And they have someone who comes flying in on a kite to rescue them in the form of Mary Poppins. Michael's wife had passed away. Michael was starting to turn more and more into his father. And we remember Mr. Banks from the first Mary Poppins movie. Maybe not the most joyful individual you've ever met. Michael's gone to work in the bank and following his father's footsteps, and he's trying so hard, but he's lost that sense of childish joy. He's lost that feeling that it's going to be okay the light and the laughter that comes before we learn what adulting is all about. So Mary Poppins comes in. She doesn't ask to stay. She just man manages to make her way into the family and becomes a part of them once again. Now the children go off with Mary Poppins to wonderful, magical, musical adventures, as it wouldn't be Disney without it. But we also see in the background the grief, the father's grief as he's trying to come to and cope with the loss of his wife, wondering, where did you go? We see the children's grief as they try to grow up so quickly and fill in on their mother's, in their mother's footsteps. 
we see that they really are struggling and they're not able to do it on their own. Jump back a few millennia. We have Moses. Now in this passage in Exodus that we read, we only read a snippet. We go a few verses before, we see Moses in a similar situation as Michael Banks. He's frustrated. The children of Israel have turned against him again. He's trying to figure out why God called him to lead these people who won't listen. He's ready to give up. He's concerned that he's actually in trouble for his life because they might turn on him and decide to kill him. We hear Moses crying out to the Lord, they're not listening, they don't care, what am I to do? And so then we come into battle. Joshua was his main captain, and he took him out, he took his troops into battle, and they were feeling like they were assured the victory. So Moses held his arms high, trying to keep and rally the troops, keep them moving forward. But Moses was not a young man. Moses was tired. Moses had been struggling and tossing and turning with the Lord and didn't know what he was going to do. Moses was not in the best emotional place here. He wanted to give up. He wanted to let down. He wanted to let go. But he had friends. Well, he had a brother, Aaron, and a friend named Hur, who came alongside him and held him up when he felt like he couldn't do anymore. Now, Moses had a troubled relationship with his brother Aaron. This is the same Aaron who would go and build a golden calf the minute Moses went up the hill to get the Ten Commandments. This is the same Aaron that would question question Moses at every turn. This was the same Aaron that had grown up with Moses for a little while. I don't know about you, but my brother knows how to push every one of my buttons. He's lived with me, grew up with me. He knows exactly how to get my goat. And I can only imagine Aaron probably had a few of those secrets about Moses as well. He knew exactly what to say, what phrases, just the exact verbiage to send Moses over the edge. Because that's what siblings are good at. But Aaron, in this moment, in this point in time, came alongside and provided Moses with the support and the love and the care and just the physical strength that he needed to accomplish the task. I don't know about you. I've never been Moses on the mountainside having to hold the troops by holding my arms up. I've never really been Mr. Banks but I have experienced chaos and crisis in my life. I do remember vividly what it feels like to feel like everyone around me is happy and I'm not. I remember what it feels like to be short on hope and long on despair. And in those moments, just like the Banks family had Mary Poppins, Just like Moses had his brother and his friend, I had a community of faith that said, we're not letting you go. That's who we are, friends. 
I know I'm the one who's dressed as Mary Poppins today, but really all of us deep down inside can be Mary Poppins to someone. We can be the people who swoop in, maybe not on a magical kite or an umbrella, although if you figure out how to do that, let me know. But we can swoop in and we can stand alongside. We don't have to have the right words. We don't have to know all of the secrets of the universe to be able to walk alongside and help. Sometimes all it takes is just holding someone up physically. Holding someone up in prayer. Holding someone up by sending that card or that note or that email or that Facebook message saying, hey, don't forget, you're loved, you're wanted, and it's going to be okay. See, I see the gospel of Mary Poppins as a message of community, a message of the power we have as individuals and together to bring light, love, and hope to all the people around us. Isn't that the message that Jesus tries to bring? Every corner, every nook and cranny, every time the society would say, nope, that's a hopeless situation. Where do we find Jesus? Right in the middle of it. That's the message I found in Mary Poppins. So when you encounter your cousin Topsy, if you haven't seen the movie, I might be giving spoilers. And everything is turned upside down in her world. Literally, every second, to, every second Wednesday, everything's upside down. Or as she says, everything's gone turtle. When things go turtle around us, when we feel and see people having trouble and the world is turned upside down, maybe we can be the Mary Poppins in their ear that says, and this is a quote, When the world is upside down, the best thing to do is turn over with it. Change the perspective. See that there's another way to look at things. Sometimes just for the comedy factor. You guys look kind of funny on the side. But when we turn around and I change our perspective, maybe laugh a little, maybe cry together. But look at the world differently when it's turned all a turtle. We can give some of that hope and love and care to the people around us. So my message to you this morning is you are loved. You are welcome here. You are the all in all in our creed. You have a place here. Even when things are dark, Even when things are turtle, even when it feels like you just can't do it anymore. We're here for you. Sometimes you do need to let us know. (laughs) Because unlike God, we don't know all. But just call us and let us know. Share with your friends. Call the church office. Let us know how we can be a community of faith together. How we can walk alongside. The last song of Mary Poppins says there's nowhere to go but up. And of course, they're flying around with balloons, which would be delightful. And if I knew how to do that, I would have brought balloons so we could all fly around the sanctuary. But unfortunately, we live in reality and not a magical place called Disney. 
But when things are turtle, when things are upside down, when things are, when we're at the very bottom, there's nowhere to go but up. Sometimes that's the perspective we have to remember. Because the bottom is not fun, and darkness is not a place I like to find myself. But when we have the community and friends and the light of Christ in our lives, there's nowhere to go but up. When we're reaching out in the community and trying to share that light and love, there's nowhere to go but up. And as we hug one another and greet one another every Sunday morning, reminding each other that we're a part of this family, we're part of this community together, we can give thanks. Because those hugs can be like the balloons and remind us that there's nowhere to go but up. Let's pray together. God, we're thankful that in the darkest of darks in the night, when it feels like there's not a light at the end of the tunnel, you're there. We're thankful that when we feel like we're at our wit's end, that the rope has so many knots and we have to knot another knot to keep from falling off, you're there. When we find ourselves exhausted, tired, and done, God, you're there. You're there with your people, your community of faith, lifting us up, holding us high, and keeping us wrapped in your grace and in your love. And we're thankful. In your precious and holy name we pray. Amen.